Welcome to The Goodness Club, a community for people striving to live healthier, happier, more purposeful lives. This podcast will cover a variety of topics, how to heal from trauma, how to live healthier lives, changing our mindsets, manifesting our dream lives, living our purpose. Being happy and healthy isn't just about the foods we eat and how many workouts we do. Being truly happy and healthy is about making the decision every day to become our best selves and aligning with our purpose. What is eating healthy if you carry resentment? What is staying active if your eating habits are trash? What is love if we haven't first learned to love ourselves? How can we evolve if we are clinging on to our past? Here, we will explore every uncomfortable topic and dissect every aspect of our lives. We will be focusing on mind, body, soul, relationships, nutrition as a whole. They all need to align in goodness in order for life to flow and find purpose, joy, love, and peace. And now for today's episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another Goodness Club episode. Happy Friday. I hope you are getting ready for the weekend and that you had a lovely week. And I hope you have a lot of fun this weekend and you just take some time for yourself to kind of just unplug and do a little bit of self-care. Taking care of ourselves is very important. Or just going out and having fun. You can also, that's also self-care. So today I'm going to be talking about bloating. So I did a little question thing on stories to see what you guys wanted me to talk about this Friday. And I got a couple of really good ones. Um, But the one that stood out to me the most was bloating. Because this is something that I have struggled with. I felt like it was just recently, but then as I look back on my life and how my stomach always used to look, I feel like I always did struggle with bloating, but I just associated it as being big, you know, just having fat. And it was never just that. It was because I feel like I had chronic inflammation since as far away as I can remember because I used to have a very um inflammatory diet obviously a lot of meat a lot of chicken a lot of sugar a lot of processed foods a lot of mcdonald's and this was all like when i was in elementary school right because in middle school i had already started my whole journey into eating healthier but not really not really eating healthier it was more like eating protein bars and i thought crispy what are those called? Those um, Rice Krispie treats. I used to eat them all the time in middle school because for some reason I thought they were healthy. I don't know why. I just thought they were healthy. So I do feel like I've always had bloating, but since I've been more plant-based and I've been more kind of like, you know, just better at eating and better at knowing what to feed my body, I kind of now realize that It was never fat that I had in my stomach. It was just that I had a bloat because I have seen my stomach without bloat and it's completely different. And I know now how bloating and how frustrating bloating can be. So I just want to start this off by saying the medical definition of bloating is swelling or distress when your stomach expands beyond its normal size which it leads to flatulence, cramping, burping, and all that stuff, right? Very uncomfortable. No, I am the loudest and the most, I burp, I'm just gonna say that, like I burp so much. Anybody that's my friend, my family members, they already know that this is a thing that I do and I just let it happen because I cannot hold it in. If I hold it in, obviously I may cause any um, more damage, but yes. I understand how annoying, how difficult, how frustrating, how bloating can get in the way of feeling comfortable, feeling confident, fitting in your clothes even because it's insane. I bloat like I'm nine months pregnant and I showed it on Instagram one time just to have people, you know, be aware that this is a thing, that bloating is normal. And not that bloating is normal, but bloating happens, right? And if it happens to you, it's normal, it happens to me. So I do not fit in any of my jeans when I'm bloated. They're not even close to buttoning. Like I cannot even (laughs) emphasize how my stomach looks 
when I am bloated. I even do this thing, like I, I touch my stomach and I'm like, so this is what I would look like if I was nine, nine months pregnant. And Alfredo's like, oh, that's such a cute belly. Like it's a whole, it's a whole big thing, right? So I've just learned to love my bloat and love my stomach and not stress about it because obviously the more you stress about your bloat and the more you hate it and the more you feel frustrated and stressed when it happens, the longer it's going to stick around. It's like one of those things, right? When you love something is when it calms down. So bloating has many causes. I don't know what may be causing it for you, but bloating may be caused by food food sensitivity, eating too much or too quickly, drinking with food. Do not drink with food, guys. Um, Like just water, regular water, you still can't, you know, it's best to just eat your food without drinking any liquids. Um, Sibyl, which is small intestinal bacteria overgrowth, leaky gut, eating too much fibrous foods, which are beans, cauliflower, broccoli, avocado. It can also be created by bacteria, um, too much fluid retention, um, you know, when you're in, when you have inflammation, carbonated beverages, smoking, irritable bowel syndrome, inflammatory bowel disease, it can also be caused by Crohn's disease, gallstones, and the list continues. So when you see this huge list, like if you're somebody that's struggling with bloating and you see this very long list, you it's overwhelming. I know that it's overwhelming because when I first looked up what causes bloating and I just stumbled upon all of these causes it just was so overwhelming and frustrating because i didn't even know where to begin okay so if i have sibo what do i do if i have leaky gut what do i do if that's not what's going to help me then i have to go to the next like it's just this whole big process right and obviously we should all of course get checked by a functional doctor at least to run tests to make sure it's nothing serious right you want to rule out leaky gut, you want to rule out SIBO, you want to rule out IBS. And the thing about SIBO and and leaky gut is that not a lot of doctors believe in this yet. It's something that the whole system, you know, it just, they don't believe in it. I went to the doctor for my bloating and I told them that I had SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. I, I was like 100% I had this, right? And I showed, I told the doctor, my stomach is expanding and it's bloating and it's getting worse every single month. And I'm scared, like I was so scared to the point where I'm like, I might be pregnant because every month, every month my stomach grows even more. So here I'm thinking it's bloating and it's probably because I'm pregnant. And turns out, no, I wasn't pregnant. And the doctor just plain looks at me and says, "Um, women your age tend to get fatter. And I was just in such disbelief at the system, at the lack of education, at the lack of empathy, didn't, like there was no interest in helping me, right? And I know that this happens to millions of people that just, especially women, I'm not going to say like, maybe it's also guys, right? But I read that in the research, it's mostly with women because we get We just always get told that it's our emotions, right? Or that we're crazy or something like that. That was what the research said, which I I thought to be true because, yeah, it does make a lot of sense. We usually just get pushed, you know, out of the way or kind of like, you know, just not paid attention to. So I was just in disbelief. I didn't know what to say. And I kind of educated the doctor about Sybil and what, what it is and what the test is. So that was another situation but depending on what causes your bloating depends on whether you should consume probiotics as well because everybody's like you should drink probiotics because it's good bacteria for your for your gut and not necessarily i actually researched and depending if you have sibo or leaky gut which was one of the two things that i thought that i might have if you have sibo it's recommended not to drink probiotics because you have so much bacteria in your gut that what you need to do is just detox your entire gut and your intestines from this bacteria. And if you introduce probiotics, even though they're good, it's still a bad thing. It's going to exacerbate the the issue. So, and then if you have leaky gut, it's recommended for you to drink probiotics. So then I'm here like, okay, 
I cannot drink probiotics if I have leaky gut and if I mean if I have SIBO and if I have leaky gut I'm supposed to drink them so what do I do I don't even know what I have I don't I cannot find a doctor that's able to tell me whether I have SIBO or not or whether I have leaky gut or not because they don't even believe these are things that can happen to somebody so I was just very torn um and this is what I started doing right I just started researching a lot about bloating and about SIBO and to kind of make a long story short my my bloating was getting worse and worse and worse it became it, it started at the beginning like I couldn't eat cauliflower that was like one of the first foods to go every time I ate cauliflower my gut just had this thing and then I did notice as well that it, it happened even more as I started eating more plant-based, which is natural to happen because when you're eating more vegetables and fruits, it's the it's the fruit's way of fighting back, right? Like they're anti-nutrients and just the fibrous foods, right? Um, and I got so bad to the point where I couldn't eat. I've actually made a list because I really wanted to paint a picture of how bad it got. I couldn't eat cauliflower. First, I want to say I'm a plant-based eater. I eat plants and vegetables. I mean, vegetables and fruits, and that is about the only thing I eat. I love eating this way. I love the way that it makes me feel. I love everything about it. The only thing that kind of kicks back is the bloating. And... Apart from that, I love how it makes my hair grow, my hair shine, my nails grow, my skin look, the way that I feel, the confidence it gives me. Um, obviously, nourishing my body with, with good foods and good nutrients. Also, it helps libido and it just helps you. I can't explain it, but you get to connect more to your body. Like you're walking, when, you're, when you eat processed foods, when you eat all these things, you kind of lose the connection with your body and you don't really know what's up when your body does something like, let's say you have an acne flare up or you have something happening, right? When you're very intuitive with your food and what you eat and how your body feels, you know when something's off and you know what set it off. So that's also what I love about this kind of eating is that it takes away all the toxins, everything that is bad in your body, right? And it kind of clogs everything um, and also stops you from producing hormones, unnecessary hormones or like blocking hormones from happening. And just eating this way helps you connect to your body. And that's just something like that I love. And that's why I will never stop eating plant-based. But it got to a point that I couldn't eat cauliflower, avocado, onion, garlic, garlic powder, wheat, corn, zucchini, eggplant, animal products. I never ate animal products, but I was going to branch out a little bit. I'm like, maybe if I have a chicken breast, I can, di I can digest that. Nope, I couldn't digest it. Dairy, bananas, mango, dates, every berry but the blueberry, apples, oatmeal, no honey, no nothing that is close to sugar, nothing sugar. All probiotic foods, kombucha, obviously, dark chocolate, foods with a lot of ingredients in it, like soup. I couldn't eat a soup because it had too many herbs, too many spices, too many things going on, too many vegetables, like vegetable broths have too many vegetables in them. I couldn't, my, my stomach would bloat. No oils. I got to a point where I had to eliminate avocado oil, olive oil, no water. Every time I drank water, my I just I would blow blow asparagus. This was the list, right? But then it went even further. It was every single thing that I ate gave me a nine months pregnant belly. And I was just in a point where I was like so extremely frustrated, depressed, my mood was like just ugh, like all the time. And I'm gonna make I made a list here of all the things that I was able to eat, right? And this is this is the things that I noticed that I would eat, and they were still kind of okay for my stomach. 
I forget the timeline, but I think I figured out that these foods did me well. They didn't that they didn't harm me once I did an elimination diet. Um, and I and I stuck to these foods right because they were they were the only ones that didn't aggravate me. And my meals for a very long time, I'm gonna say like a couple of months, like eight months, was strictly these things. And yes, it's very limited, but if you're trying to get to the root of the problem, you have to, you know, stick to a diet of plan or something just in order for your body to get better. So I was only stuck with carrots with hummus. First, I want to say I don't drink alcohol or coffee, so that was never an issue for me, but it is recommended not to drink alcohol or coffee when you have an inflammation, right, in the body. So these are inflammatory foods even so you're just trying to get rid of inflammation you don't want to drink alcohol and coffee you know while you're doing this um okay so carrots with hummus sweet potato cucumber so i was i would always make like a cucumber quinoa tomato salad with parsley this was my staple i think i had it for lunch and dinner for i don't even know how many months i would also had add hummus on this kale um kenzie burke i don't know if you know her but she came out with this super good meal that was like a curry like a pea curry type thing with brown rice and coconut and this was my staple dinner it was the only thing that didn't aggravate me because brown rice doesn't aggravate me and the peas didn't aggravate me and also this meal has turmeric and turmeric is extremely good anti-inflammatory herb or spice and i add turmeric to i used to add well, I still do add turmeric to all of my meals because it's extremely good for pain, for inflammation, and even the, um, I forget the word of the yellow pigmentation that makes the turmeric yellow. It's something with a C, I forget, but that also has um, cancer-fighting things. So turmeric is extremely good to add to any of your meals. I was able to eat kiwi, papaya. Those were like the only fruits I was down to. And I would occasionally eat a banana, but I had to make sure it wasn't, I forget if it, if it wasn't ripe or if it wasn't like too yellow. Um, coconut products, I was down to also just eating veggie sushi rolls from Whole Foods. Whole Foods has their little sushi section where they make veggie sushi rolls. And I would have to poke out the avocado and eat the sushi roll. So I was also able to eat that. Um and chickpea pasta with spinach so i was down i was very limited to what i was able to eat and i had to replace my onion for shallots and chives i could not eat an onion i could not eat a red onion a yellow onion a white onion i just could not my 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 stomach my gut my intestines couldn't do it i had to replace them for a shallot or a chive and this is all food map low food map diet related but i'll get into that later i had to replace honey with coconut syrup and cinnamon so i couldn't have any more honey and i had to repay replace anything that was wheat to chickpea products so if it was a wheat tortilla chickpea tortilla if it was wheat pasta i had to replace it for chickpea i mean for chickpea pasta yeah yeah this led me to this path of trying to figure out and and get to the bottom of my bloating and get back to eating everything that i wanted to right plant-based related this led me to intentional intuitive eating i started sitting down to eat and pay attention to my food i did a lot of um, standing up eating a lot of eating while i was doing certain things and a lot of hectic eating and a lot of um kind of anxious boredom eating and just being intentional about creating my food and sitting down when i'm eating and just paying attention to my food i then also started to really pay attention to when my stomach would blow right i started fasting for 16 hours um this is something that i believe helped me so much with bloating i started fasting for 16 hours what this means is that let's say i had my dinner at 6 p.m I wouldn't eat breakfast until 16 hours after, which was not 
that hard to do i realized that i just ate breakfast because i thought it was quote unquote the most important meal of the day and that you couldn't start your day without breakfast so the first thing i would always do when i woke up was eat something and i figured out this was just a habit that i had created but that i wasn't really hungry so doing the 16 hour fast showed me what kind of eating habits i had and also allowed my stomach to kind of like move everything down right from the day from the prior day and it kind of eliminated helped with elimination with with detoxification it was just i can't recommend fasting enough i had a food journal on my phone i would take pictures of all of the foods that all my meals i would take a picture and then i would write how i would feel after i would write how i felt that morning when I woke up, if I woke up bloated, if I woke up with a flat stomach, I would just food log everything on my phone. And taking pictures is just easier, right? You just look at it instead of writing down every single thing. Um, I also had to work on my stress levels because stress for me, this is um, this is relevant to everybody, but it may not show up as intensely as it does for certain people. But when I'm stressed, I get super inflamed my face grows my arms grow my stomach swells stress doesn't do me anything good right and it's not good but i really had to work on my stress levels um i started walking after meals to help with that with my digestion just to you know run smoother which really helps as well if you take a walk after every single meal and you're someone that struggles with blow i am like I would think that this would help you because it said right to help you and it did help me. I also took parasite detoxification pills and enzymes and I took charcoal pills and I started food combining. So these are the things that I started doing that really helped me with my chronic inflammation that lasted I think it was a year that I was just I didn't understand what was happening with my stomach. There was nothing that I could eat. I just got to a place where I couldn't eat anything. And these are the things that it led me to. And these are the things that I still practice day to day that really do help me. And, and as soon as I get bloated, I know what to do, right? I know what to go back to. And that's kind of like my experience on it and what I have done to help with my bloating there's also a few other things that i'm that i haven't spoken about that i'm going to talk about now about bloating remedies um but yeah we're just gonna jump right in that was kind of like my situation right and i i don't know why like i'm certain that i had sibyl it it was the only way that i like i followed the low food map diet and that's for sibyl and i did the elimination diet I, I stayed away from onions, which in the in the low food map diet, it tells you that you can't eat onions, that you can't eat honey, and that you can't eat wheat. And these were things that were making my bloating worse. And when I replaced them for the things that it told me to replace it to, I felt better. So I feel like I had to go through. I had too much bacteria in my, in my small intestine. And I feel like this is because there was a time where I drank kombucha for breakfast lunch and dinner and the serving size is if you buy a kombucha bottle the serving size is two so you're supposed to only drink half of that bottle a day i would drink two bottles a day and that means i was having four serving sizes of bacteria entering my gut i don't even know for how long guys i think i did this for years like two years i was drinking kombucha and then this to the abrupt change to eating plant-based, I think I messed up my stomach that way. I was too much fermentation, too much vegetables, like um, fibrous foods. And when you eat raw vegetables, this tends to happen, right? You're supposed to at least steam them a little bit. And yeah, I think that's just how I messed up my gut. But I do have better days now. I am not like always bloated how i used to now i do get the occasional bloat and i sometimes i don't feel like my stomach is as good that as it could be because 
I wake up, let's say I wake up on Monday and my stomach looks like I'm somebody that works out, like I have little abs and I love my stomach, right? And then on Wednesday, I look pregnant. And this still happens and I and I know that I'm not doing, you know, the necessary things <laughs> to help with the bloating, so that's my fault. But it's not that much for me to kind of like, okay, I got to go do that whole process again. So I know that, you know, I should eat simpler meals and I know that I should eat like one vegetable per meal instead of just eating like a whole bunch, you know, and I know that I should fast for one day a week, which is extremely good. When I used to do it, it was like my stomach, my whole body would go back to how I needed to look and, and feel and be and one thing that I sh- that I should start doing that I think I am going to start doing is I'm going to start fasting on Sundays and I'm going to make that a permanent thing because when you stop eating for one day, the benefits of fasting that take place in your body, I could do a, a whole other episode on fasting and how it's so good, but I'm just going to jump right into the bloating remedies, right? I have a couple here. So if you want to take notes, if you want to write these down, these are my tips for bloating and these are also researchable tips. It's not something that I've come up with that isn't true. These are legit tips that you can follow and obviously if you aren't if you don't know what's going on with your gut or your intestines and you don't know why you're bloating, obviously always go first to a doctor and see what they can do to help. And just try to stay away from antibiotics. If it's not extremely necessary, stay away from antibiotics. Antibiotics kill all the good bacteria in your gut. It it lowers your immunity. It's no good, guys. No bueno. Do not take antibiotics if it's not something that it's like a life-threatening situation. Don't take it. There's always a natural way please always try to do the natural approach to things and allow your body to go through quote-unquote rude healths, R-U-D-E, I don't know if I'm saying it right, but rude healths. Rude healths means like fevers, anything that your body does rudely, it's a way of eliminating what is going on, right, in your body. So fever is to get rid of whatever is attacking your body. That's the body's way of getting rid of it. It's through fever so you take antibiotics to stop the fever the fever you are initially turning off the body's mechanism the the body's whole respond to eliminating something so you literally just put a wall on the fever now the body has no way of eliminating it now you're just dealing everything with medication and you're not allowing the body to do its full function the body knows how to detox the body knows how to do everything if you just allow it to and give it time obviously there's always life-threatening situations where we are blessed with medication for these things but these are things that should be taken on extreme occasions only and just go to natural remedies first that's my opinion you don't have to but i believe that to be the best route so tip number one I would always drink ginger tea or peppermint tea. This helps so much. As soon as, like every morning, I would make a jug of ginger tea. It's You could get these packs at Trader Joe's. There's, they're like powdered ginger. It's just ginger in powder form. And I boil like, let's say, a quart or I think a quart of water and i would drink the ginger tea throughout the entire day and my stomach by the end of the day was feeling so much better so ginger tea and peppermint tea tip number two no raw vegetables if you're bloating do not eat any more raw vegetables just steam them a little bit but no raw um tip number three turmeric add turmeric to your rice add turmeric to your vegetables add turmeric to whatever it is that you're eating sprinkle it on top well not on top actually cook it because turmeric does have like a little bitter taste so whatever you're cooking if you're cooking chicken if you whatever it is that you eat put turmeric and i think i should make an episode of how turmeric is beneficial for you but tip number four 
not eating before bed. So if you're going to eat dinner, have it be three hours before you go to bed. You want your stomach, your system to digest everything before going to sleep. Why? Okay, let's say I ate a dinner and I go straight to sleep, right? So there's, there's things that happen while we are awake and there's things that happen in our body while we are asleep. Let's say you have a morning crew, like the day crew, and you have the night crew that gets rid. The night crew is in, is in charge of detoxification, is in charge of recharging everything, is in charge of just getting you ready for that next day, right? So as soon as you go to sleep, that morning shift goes off and the night shift comes off. What happens if the night shift comes off, comes up and it's their turn to do their thing, but hold on, they have now to digest all the food that wasn't supposed to be there. It's like they're like, oh damn, we have food now. We cannot get started on everything that is our actual job to do because we have to now to work to eliminate all this food. So what you did is that you stopped all the benefits you get from sleeping. You kind of pushed them a little bit further. You might not get, your body might not get the job done 100% as it would have when it like, you know, when you go to sleep with an empty stomach and this can also cause blockage and bloating. So you want to go to sleep with a very empty stomach, wake up. I mean, while you're sleeping, you get all that you know, all that movement going, you get everything repaired, you get everything ready for the next day, and in the morning, you are good to go. So this is why you want to eat three hours at least before going to sleep. So what I usually do is I, I eat my last meal around 6.30 or 7, and then I eat my next, my morning meal at 11 or 12. So the next tip is no binge eating. You do not want to eat to the point where you feel like you want to throw up, where you feel like like your stomach has actually expanded because of the amount of food that you just ate. And you don't want to do that to your stomach when you're someone that already struggles with bloating. You want to eat small, simple meals, which that's the other tip. Eat simple, small meals instead of really huge ones all at once. Um, other tip, no alcohol, no processed foods, no inflammatory oils. This means nothing from a fast food restaurant, guys. You have, if this is something you struggle with and if it's frustrating to you and you want to get to the bottom of it, you want to have your energy back, your confidence back, you want to be able to wear your jeans again and feel good in them. And you just want to eat without being bloated anymore, right? That's a good enough of a reason. Do not eat anymore at fast food restaurants. This is just going to make it worse. It's not going to help you in the long run. It's not helping you the second that you eat it. No processed foods. Um, uh, no refined sugars. This can be, okay, this can be coconut sugar. This can be cane sugar. This can be table sugar this can be like anything sugar related high fructose corn syrup corn syrup really if you are someone that eats a lot like in the middle aisles of the supermarkets like a lot of boxed items make sure you're not eating anything that has added sugars in them uh, eliminate sugars altogether this is what's causing also bloat because if you do have bacteria in your stomach in your small intestine Sugar is what feeds the bad bacteria to grow. So you're just feeding these little monsters and they're just, they start multiplying. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and it's obviously not good. So you want to eliminate dairy, gluten. Obviously, wheat products have gluten, gluten, and you don't want to eat those when you're doing, you know, when you're, when you're bloated, when you're trying to figure out what's causing bloating. These are the things that you want to eliminate. Um, Start your mornings with fruit. This is part of food combining, and I'm gonna talk about that later. When you start your mornings with fruits, it's um, it helps you with bloat throughout the day, you know, because you're starting first with a light meal. You can also do another tip is an elimination diet. So 
to rule out any intolerances and allergies you want to do a, a elimination diet and the way that you do this is it varies from case to case but if you're someone that is like always bloated that it's to the point that you know you just can't function um the best route is to fast for at least three days and then the next morning after your three-day fast you start with only one fruit so you start eating meals that only contain one subject one food group so this is how an elimination diet would go after fasting for three days you would eat a banana then for lunch you would have some rice with whatever vegetable you think you can tolerate if you bloat you write it down brown rice broccoli one of these are the culprit then for dinner you have brown rice and peas if you didn't bloat then you know that it wasn't the brown rice during lunch that caused you to bloat you know that it was the broccoli so this is all like writing on a food journal and really taking it slow with your eating and really being very mindful about your meals and what you're eating and if you're somebody that's not that extreme you can fast for a day before starting the elimination diet so the elimination diet is basically doing eating in a way that it's very minimal just to see what foods are going to aggravate your system so if you know that food you ate it by itself you know that that food alone is not going to aggravate your system now you know that you can write that in the foods that you can actually eat and this is how i found out that i can eat carrots hummus sweet potato cucumber kiwi papaya coconut and all that stuff right by doing the elimination diet also you're gonna want to stay away from chia seeds hemp seeds no adaptogens no nut seeds nothing that can be sprinkled on top of your food to kind of like quote-unquote enhance it right to give it that extra oomph in your meals and for the added nutrient you want to eat very minimal you want to eat very simple meals and these are things that you add to your meals once you're very into you know like nutrition and you're like i'm eating these because they're so good for you which is great this is this is amazing it's awesome but when you're doing elimination diet and when you're bloating you want your stomach to digest as little as possible you can add i i believe that you can add flaxseed like grounded flaxseed grounded flax into like your yogurts or like drink it in an orange glass like orange juice glass like just mix it and drink it this is good because it's fiber but apart from that don't sprinkle any you know kind of like superfoods in your food the next tip is what i was talking about before is following the low food map diet which is something that i did <clears throat> it's an app that you can they have an app also that you can download the 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 person that created the low food map diet also created this app to make it easier for people that are struggling with bloating with sibyl um to help them you know guide them into how to eat and the thing with Sybil was that with this researcher that came up with the low food map diet for Sybil, he did a lot of cases, he worked on a lot of cases, and what he saw was that um, every single Sybil person, like every single person that was experiencing Sybil, they had different foods that aggravated their gut. So it's not like, like um, cauliflower aggravates my gut, but it may not necessarily aggravate somebody else with Sybil. So what he did was he just took a list of every single fruit and vegetable that aggravated somebody and he took all the foods that didn't aggravate anybody, right? And he separated those two and now you kind of get to choose and pick, okay, broccoli is in the section that it says that I shouldn't eat it, but I'm going to try and eat it. Maybe it doesn't aggravate you. Now you know that that broccoli, the broccoli doesn't relate to you. So it's such a good system to follow and kind of cross out the ones that you know that you can't eat because it's on the list and realizing that you can because your stomach didn't aggravate after. So I downloaded the food map, the low food map app, and that's how I found out that I could replace onions with shallots and all of that. The low food map diet stands for fermentable oligosaccharides, disaccharides, monosaccharides, and poly polyols. 
which are short-chain carbs that ferment in your gut because your small intestine has a hard time absorbing them. So these are foods that are fermenting in your gut, guys. It's causing bloating, it's causing gas, and that's why you bloat. And the effectiveness has been proven with IBS, especially bloating. So this is something that you really want to look into. It's called the Low Food Map Diet. They have an app that I think the researcher, the guy behind the whole diet has his own website. And I recommend doing your research if you're somebody that really struggles with bloat. Okay, so next tip. Fermentation may also happen in your gut because you're not eating in the correct order so this is where food combining comes in which is something that i follow and it helps me a lot in the beginning and it still helps me but not in not in the same way because since i always just eat vegetables after fruit in the morning i really don't you know i don't eat carbs I like i don't eat protein everything every carb every protein every fat that i eat comes from vegetables so but if you're somebody that eats chicken, that eats meat, you're going to want to listen to this. So food combining is eating the easy digestible foods first before eating a food that's going to take you longer to digest. So this is a really short, simple example. Fruits tend to digest in the gut in about 30 minutes. That's how fast fruits go, right? It comes, you eat it digest in 30 minutes and it comes out right that's how fast it is let's say you eat a chicken before eating fruits so the chicken takes about an hour two three i don't remember how much but it takes hours to digest let's say you eat a chicken and then you eat fruit right after so essentially you are digesting chicken that's going to take an hour and the fruit which takes 30 minutes is just sitting on top of the chicken and it's just waiting it's just waiting for the chicken to digest and while it's waiting it's fermenting in your stomach and it's causing gas and it's ca causing bloat and it cannot get through because you're still processing the chicken so this is what food combining is it is combining your food and it's eating in a way that first you eat lighter meals meals that flow faster through your system and then sticking to chicken and meat like for dinner because that's the last thing you're going to eat so your body is not going to worry about fermentation or bloat because it's the last food that you're eating right it's not going to block any other food from digesting this also goes along with eating uh, let's say leafy greens before every meal because you have enzymes in your stomach, in your gut, to digest these certain meals. And when you eat leafy greens, it has its own enzymes. So instead of eating an enzyme pill, you can eat leafy greens because they have their own enzymes and therefore it helps you digest the food that you are eating. So eating a salad right before rice and chicken could be very beneficial. It has its own um enzymes i do remember that if you're going to eat a carb eat a carb with vegetables and if you're going to eat a protein eat a protein with vegetables don't ever eat a protein and a carb together and do not eat two proteins together and two carbs together so that's the whole food combining thing that's also another thing that's also another thing that you can do that you can research and and figure it out on your own if it's not for you it's not for you but these are things that i've done that i've seen work and that have benefited my bloating and I've seen other people also do this and I feel like there's a real science behind it so it's important I felt like it was important enough for me to tell you um so food combining yeah works give it a try if you want to so next tip is drinking digestive enzymes before meals if you don't want to do the whole salad thing which I recommend doing because I always recommend going to the main source of the nutrient, the enzyme, just the main source, which is vegetables. They are the main source for everything. Um, but if that's not your thing, digestive enzymes before meals also work, which is a pill. There's pills that have enzymes that help you break down your food in order for you not to bloat. Um, so yeah, you can do that. Tip number, I don't even know, next tip, lemon water in the mornings. So in the morning, you are going through a detoxification state. You are detoxing from everything and lemon water just helps the detox run along smoother, right? And it helps you get rid of stuff so sooner because lemon is not only alkalinizing 
alkalizing. I think that your body needs to be in an alkaline state in order to fight infections, to function at its best, and to to be able to detox for for in order to be anti to, for, to be ugh, to fight inflammation. I'm sorry, and. Lemon water in the mornings is a great way to start with the whole bloating. So next tip, exercise slash walks I have here. So walks are so beneficial. If you don't like exercising, if you're not somebody that likes moving, going for a walk, just being in an upright position, walking helps your gut when you're bloated so much. So I recommend this next time you're bloated or after a meal, before you get bloated, go for a walk. Next tip is stomach massages. I give myself a lymphatic, quote unquote, type massage every night before sleeping. So when I go to sleep, I start doing the massage on my stomach while I'm laying down. I take about like four or five minutes giving myself this massage and then I go to sleep. And the next morning, miraculously, not miraculously because it has its benefits, but I can go to the bathroom first thing in the morning. So. Lymphatic drainages drainage, drainages are really beneficial and stomach massages are also very beneficial because you want to get that bowel movement flowing and going because maybe you're somebody that is bloated because you're not able to eliminate all the bowel right that you have inside of you, all the excess stuff. So that is another tip. Next tip is fasting. I, I spoke about this. Everyone fasts different Everyone fasts different hours. I do 16, but starting at 12 is also beneficial. You can do 12 hours. And like I said before, this means counting 12 hours after your last meal. So your last meal was at 7 p.m. and dinner time. The next day, eat 12 hours later, right? So it's eating at 7 the next day, basically. Give your stomach time to, gi- to digest everything. Uh, next tip, eat an anti-inflammatory antioxidant rich diet this is very obviously this is very kind of like okay i can do this to the best of to you know the best of my ability because every antioxidant every anti-inflammatory food that's out there are vegetables and obviously when you're bloating you're limited to what kind of foods you can eat but do it to the best of your ability eat these foods in order to fight oxidative stress to fight inflammation next tip no sodas and next tip avoid carbonated beverages nothing with pop nothing with fizz that is it for bloating remedies i think i covered everything as much as i could i wrote all of this down because i really wanted to provide you with the best information that i had and i wanted to really talk about my bloating as much as I could remember because I tend to forget a lot like I if I live through it but for some reason I just forget about the things that aggravate in my stomach like I just forget about the details and I really did sit down and think really hard about what happened when I was bloating and everything that I had to get rid of and what I did and how my life has changed because of this and I I like it in sort of a way that it's got me more in tune with my body and it's just uh, helped me you know be more cautious when it comes to eating and and knowing what foods benefit my body and what foods don't it was a it was a horrible experience i'm gonna say but i i'm thankful for every experience because i learned something from everything so you know it's i know it's frustrating i know that you, if you're somebody, if you're listening to this right now, you're somebody that's bloating. I feel you so much. Like I have, I feel for you. I know how frustrating it is and how overwhelming it is, but I believe that you got this. You do have to though do the work. You have to set yourself rules. And you do really have to get to the bottom of this. There are some people that just go and drink antibiotics. I do not know to the extent of their their like case. I don't know how extensive the bloating is. But I'm going to say I was pretty intense. I was having sharp pains in my stomach 
to the point that I could not breathe. Every breath that I took was hurting my chest, my stomach. There was multiple occasions, like I think twice, only two times that I felt like I had to go to the emergency room because something was not right. And I would just have to walk back and forth around the house, just literally like gassing up the place. I'm not like, that's the only way that I can say it, but I would sit down and I wouldn't be able to use the bathroom. It was extreme guys. And I did it all without resulting to antibiotics. I just really did. You have to put in the work. You have to set yourself a limit. You have to give yourself rules. You have to follow a plan. You have to be consistent with it and you have to tell yourself i'm gonna get to the bottom of this and i don't have to live this way right i don't you don't have to live bloated bloating is natural it's going to happen right but chronic inflammation being bloated the entire time that's no way to live and i know it's uncomfortable so i hope i was able to help you i hope that i was able to bring new remedies to you that you hadn't heard of before and i hope this episode is an episode that you can go back to occasionally whenever you're bloated and you need to remember and you know you need to set rules and kind of go by these things again and i think i'm going to link on the episode summary the the food map diet the app in in order for you to download it and a website that also has the foods that you should eat and the foods that you should avoid I'm also going to put that up in the in the episode summary just so you guys can have it, you guys can look through it and to help you better on your bloating journey. If you're somebody that's bloating, I hope and I am with you. I pray that you get better soon and that you get to the bottom of your bloat. If you feel like you need to go to the doctor, please go to the doctor and try to work out with your doctor about what to do with your blow if they are not a functional doctor i would say they might not know about sibyl or leaky gut so i always recommend going to a functional doctor right because they are more or a holistic doctor i don't know if that's a thing i know there's holistic nutrition but doctor i'm not sure maybe there is i don't know i haven't really looked into it but um go with somebody that you know is like natural with natural remedies that's not just gonna pump you up with pills and antibiotics and just you know see you again in in a couple of weeks we don't want that we want somebody that's really going to be with us through the whole process and help us better understand our bodies and why our bodies are reacting the way that they do and what to do in order to stop it from reacting that way opposed to giving us a pill in order to stop the action right but not really get not really getting to the root cause of it so that is it this is i think a a pretty long episode i'm gonna stop it here and it was really nice to be with you guys again i hope you have a lovely weekend i hope you get your bloat under control and i will see you next friday bye